G'day champs, Benson here. This is just a quick warning that this episode is not safe for work and probably inappropriate for kids. I realised mid-edit that if I were to bleep every swear word then this finished piece would just sound like Morse code in some sections. Plus it would have taken me another couple of hours to do and this episode is late enough as it is. Perhaps just think of this episode as an up late or after hours version. In which case, I hope you enjoy the very first episode of the Direct Misfire Late Show. Enjoy. Yeah, Direct Misfire, aiming up hits. Bend some spoon and sell liquor in the mix. Follow along, stay up to date. Comment, like, subscribe today. Hello champs and welcome once again to another Direct Misfire Missive. Joining me today, as always, is Spoon and Selick, as well as special guest and fan favourite, Hugh, as we talk Clash of Kings Australia 2019. So pull up a seat, grab a drink, and let's get into it. Good evening, fellas. How are you all? Yeah, very, very well, thank you. Fabulous. Excellent. Back by popular demand, my friend. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, before we get any further, I've got something to ask you. I'm wanting to make a new army for Kings of War. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce a little thing at the start of each episode, and once we have our selections cumulative from each episode, at the end of the year, we'll have a sweet as army. So I'm going to say out three things here, and first one to yell out which choice and why is what we're going to go with for the army. Shall we count so this vote or something? Can we try no. to convince you? No, you got you got to be got to be the first one. Oh, first yeah, maybe investments. we'll do that. Maybe you convince whoever's got the best why. Okay. Ooh. All right. So, this is going to be the basis of our army. We have either cloud giants that have been grounded and they're really angry about it, or lightning serpents from the other side of the planet, mm. and lastly, half elf, half dwarves that are shunned by both the abyssal and vanilla dwarves. All right. Ooh. So, it's too easy. What have you got? Oh, it's easily cloud giants that have been grounded and they're angry about it. <laughs> Why? Uh, a couple of reasons. First of all, have you ever met a giant? That's angry. Like, that is scary as shit. Uh-huh. Um, second of all, and it's something that I don't think uh, many people would think about, is cloud giants are up in the sky, right? That's their thing. Yeah. So, they're using very minuscule amount of oxygen. So, they would be great swimmers. <laughs> big hands. Big hands. They're like paddles, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what else have you got? Uh, Solid reason. You. Um, I, I think the half elves, half dwarves are clearly the best option. Because I think anyone <coughs> can relate to the whole idea of, you know, not fitting in. Because, you know, let's face it, we're all nerds. Even half nerds like me, you know, I half don't fit in in every circle. Which is, you know, it's, I shed a tear sometimes, but I get over it. But half mm-hmm. nerd, half dwarves, half nerds, sorry, half dwarves, <laughs> half elves would be slick as. Because all you'd have to do is cut all the models in half so that they had dwarf legs and elf upper torsos. Monstrous. Or vice versa, with like really long legs <laughs> and really <laughs> stupid dwarf torsos. And that army would just look so completely ridiculous. Or that, maybe they're um, just like people because they're normal size now. No, 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 no. Otherwise, they're not half-half. You know, they've got to be okay, straight right. up. You know, like really stumpy arms and long legs yep. or vice versa. And so, if you can make that army look good, instant painting trophy. Bob Jones will <laughs> grab. Just go home with Jeez. all the prizes. Done. And what do you think, Spoon? I would go cloud giants, mainly because I'd like to know what adventures they'd go on when they're on the ground. Okay. I kind of like cloud giants. I mean, you, you put a convincing argument, but... Uh, you know what's I'm, better than cloud giants on the ground? Half elf, half dwarves. Cloud oh, giants not on the ground. 
like Decker actual cloud giants, kind of <laughs> floating <laughs> giants. Yeah, fucking cloud giants. Like giants that all have their arms outstretched, and they all have flying, and you just pretend that they flat their arms, and that's how they get about. All right. Well, if everyone's gone cloud giants, I guess we've got to change the. Uh the results are cloud giants. So that's going to be our basis for this army for this year. Cloud right, I'm a bit disappointed, but maybe you could just make one unit of half dwarf, half elves. Just that's something that we might be able to come to later. We'll see. Mm. Allies. God, I hope we do more than the unit two entry. episodes. Yeah, that would be uh, <laughs> disappointing if that's all we did. <laughs> um, all right, enough of that rubbish. Let's get on to what we've been doing for the last two months since our last recording. Wow. Spoon? Um, painting? Getting ready for CanCon. What are you painting? What were you painting? What was I painting? Uh, I was painting my Archfiend. I got him pretty much done. I still got to do some freehand on his banner. And I finished off a Temptress. And I sort of started some um, Halloquins. Okay. That Archfiend is seriously beautiful, man. It is sexy model indeed. I particularly Ooh. like his big purple fart that's coming out from beneath yeah. him as he flies <laughs> up into the air. It's a big fart, that's for sure. Uh, who is the manufacturer of that miniature? Uh, Bloodkeep Miniatures. Right. Pretty rad. And what about you, Selick? Uh, spears. So I had the elf spears to finish off before CanCon, so yep. I had to get those over from Poland, I think, and then try and paint them all up in a month, um, try to mix it around with work. Uh, we got them about 60 70% done, but they looked all right on the base. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, not much. And Hugh? I've been uh, watching your updates as you painted my army, Benson, which was pretty <laughs> nice. Um, writing cunning army so lists. just being a, a keen observer? That's right. I, I've been in, you know, liking all your Facebook posts of my army, um, you know, shelling out a little bit of Doshola from time to time to keep you motivated. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and looking forward to playing my Elf Dwarves. Actually, I wish they, I wish I was playing Elf Dwarves now. <laughs> Ratkin, Ratkin, I was saying, Ratkin. <laughs> next army project, while you paint your flying giants, you can paint my elf dwarfs. Sure. So, obviously, that's what I've been doing, um, getting your rats ready for CanCon. I think I was really happy with your uh, Demon Spawn, though. Oh, he's um, sexy as. Busted that out in two days, so pretty proud of that one. Can photos be found of that guy on your Facebook page? By yeah, I think chance? it's on the Direct Misfire page. It is. Excellent. He's got like this wicked like bone. He's like this goat demon kind of dude where he's all like shaggy and black mainly with all these creepy runes and stuff coming out from underneath him. He has a big badass scythe, but then he's also got a tail that sort of like the vertebrae like pokes out from underneath him that looks like a big evil bone wang. Mm, it looks and like the skin's come off it. Yeah. A bone wang. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I've mm-hmm. heard it all um, I've also been painting or painted uh, Selix Dragon, so you would have seen that on Twitter with the amazing eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And my own army, which was, wasn't even an army when I started uh, a couple of months ago, so I rebased a whole lot of goblins, painted... A whole horde of goblins, uh, mincer mob, mincers, rebased squigs and squig riders, and painted up a, a goblin blaster to go with it. I think that's everything. There's probably more. I can't see my army from here, so I'm not getting any reminders. And I've only just started my herd army again today. So hopefully that'll be completed by next year's Clash of Kings. That's the, <laughs> that's the dream. Well, at least you've started. The Gentleman Beastmen. That's right, the Gentleman Beastmen with all their fancy hats and whatnot. Yeah, can't wait to see them. We need an update on your challenge, though, Spoon. How 
are you going? What are we, day 32 of the challenge? Have you bought any miniatures yet? Zero miniatures purchased. Look at me go. Impressive. Fantastic. <laughs> One month down. There's a Blood Bowl tournament coming up, though. I'm not sure if you've got enough Blood Bowl miniatures, bro. I, I've got enough. I think he's got every miniature, doesn't he? Pretty much. He's got damn near every single Blood Bowl miniature out there, but I'm <laughs> sure there's something he doesn't have. Yeah, some star players. Yeah. As we were walking around CanCon, though, we had to uh, keep you with the blinkers on there so you couldn't look at other miniatures. <laughs> were you tempted? Uh, not really, because the only stall I had a proper look at was the Twisted one. Right. And I've got everything. Yeah. So far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were like that that popularized Netflix film that came out recently where you have to walk around blindfolded in case any like models <laughs> jump out at you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Speaking of stalls and walking around places, CanCon. That was where the Clash of Kings Australia was held. CanCon's a big convention in the was the capital of Australia in a giant tin shed and it's sweltering it was not much fun uh, so after what the seven eight hour drive from Melbourne to Canberra we got to play six games of Kings of War it was much fun it was as much fun as you could possibly have while sweating that much like what's like 43 from... inside it was pretty I was dying. Yeah, thing. so that's like 110 Fahrenheit on the on the drive up and then the first day it was hot. Yeah. I think we recorded 46-47 while driving up. Jesus. Yeah. That was no good. What the hell's that in Fahrenheit? I'm going to look that up while you keep 3, talking. 3,000. I, I don't think know. it's 112, I think. 46, around there. Hugh, mm. you, can, you can validate that. <laughs> uh, 115. 115. Degrees oh, Fahrenheit. You're welcome. Holy crap. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty hot. Yeah, that's like balls around your knees kind of bloody temperature, that is. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> It's not yeah, conducive to concentration and playing. They're trying to escape from your central mass, games. so yeah, no. you, know, you know how it happens. You guys are all seventy-five, right? Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to go through each of our games, um, just in summary, because they can be quite boring. These tournament roundups. So we'll start off with Selic. Okay. Uh, how about you tell us about your army? What did you bring, and what game? Okay. Sure. Um, so I took the elves that I'd been playing a fair bit. If you've been on UB, played with them uh, quite a few times there, um, often by myself because that's just how lonely I am. Um, but I took uh, a horde of archers with the heart-seeking chant, a uh, troop of palace guards, so just my chaff there. Um, something that I'd been mixing up with is the kindred tall spears with the brewer sharpness, so the plus one to hit. Um, some vanilla forest shamblers, a horde of those. A regiment of Stormwind Cav with the uh, Caterpillar. And Dracon Riders with uh, Vicious, so the Chant of Hate in a Horde. A BSB just on foot with the loot. Uh, a Mounted Prince, Vanilla. A Dragon Lord um, with the Staying Stone. And then my favourite, the Tree Herder. Um, I took him with uh, the Blade of Slashing and Weakness and Hex that I didn't use the whole tournament. And <laughs> Madriga the Elf uh, to finish off just because that uh, extra piercing, she was delicious. Uh, I really, I'm really all over your uh, your Dragon Rider, man. He's, if you can imagine the um, Japanese-style dragon, so the long skinny one similar to the Chinese dragon, but only with feet and arms, with this wicked like Japanese samurai dude on top of him. And then smaller versions of that for the Dracon Riders. Man, those units are looking mint. And that's a Samurai Rider. He's so chill. He's just like cross-legged and sword's not even out. He knows that the the dragon's going to do all the work. Yeah, he doesn't (laughs) need it. 
You'd have too many attacks if he had his sword out. So, <laughs> that's all. Um, so I'm just going to whip through this because I know that we've got four other people. So in my first round, I had Peter Lee. Um, and this is so Invade? It was Invade. Um, so we took on Peter Lee. He had Twilight Kin. Um, probably the toughest list uh, that I played over the, the weekend. Um, but unfortunately, he took a pretty well, a very strong list. But what made it worse was he was just such a lovely guy. And I, I hate that combination. Yeah, that sucks. So he's slowly <laughs> taken all my models off the table with this big smile. And he's apologetic because I'm rolling like a Muppet. And you were feeling great um, about it. I was feeling great about it. And I was like going to buy him a beer at the end of it. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Um, but in the end, I, I lost that one 18-3, I think it was. So we were using, um, for those that don't know, what, what's the uh, tournament? Blackjack. Pack? Blackjack. Blackjack. That's it. Love it. Um, so yeah, 18-3. I ended up going down with that one. And then round two, we've travelled a collective 14 hours to get there and I draw Mr. Spoon. Mm. So I'll go in a little bit more detail on this one. Okay. Um, so Spoon sort of uh, marched most of his units across into charge range. And um, knowing that, well, he should have been able to last at least one round of combat and then set up some flanks. It didn't quite work that way. Um, I sort <laughs> of charged across straight through me. and just took his models just, off. Just kept going. And then rolled quite well for the, the nerves. So um, made it a little bit worse. Who was your big guy that uh, we got the unlucky double six on? Um, Archfiend. Yeah, Archfiend. So his Archfiend was behind it all, so I couldn't actually get his Archfiend. So I just took a couple of shots on. God, I don't know how many wounds I ended up knocking off him. Three. 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 There you go. And um, so he had a choice. He could have charged about three or four different options, including my Archer Horde. However, I double-sixed it, and he just stood there and then got <laughs> charged by my spears. And watched all his army burn. <laughs> yeah. It was. He, he clawed it back in the last couple of rounds, uh, but in the end, uh, it was a 19-2 win for me and my mm. first win of CanCon. Mm. Um, after that, I played uh, Trevor Husband and uh, ended up... That was a, a tight game, um, so it went back and forth a little bit. Uh, just to step back. Basilean. Uh, round yep. two was Plunder. Round three cool. is Dominate. Okay, thank you. I don't have all the rounds here. But yeah, Trevor played really well. Um, his little flying angels uh, were just unstoppable pretty much. and I just couldn't take enough wounds to get them off the table and... By the end, I think it was around four or five, um, they were just starting to get the Dyson out to clean me up. So um, ended up going down on that one, 14-7. So it was pretty close, but still a loss. And then I went home after that, back to the hotel. Back to uh, the bar. Back to the bar to quietly contemplate my life. <laughs> um, so I finished day one with uh, one win and two losses. Not the best start. but Could, could be worse. Yeah, that's it. So, that was Selix Day 1. Hugh, tell us about your misadventures, or adventures, depending. I don't know. Oh, my adventures? Okay, sure, no worries. I was playing, of course, the Mighty Ratkin. So, I had taken... I'll, I'll go As I go through my list, I'll give you a little comment about each unit, because that'll give you a better idea of how they went over the tournament. Running comments? Okay. <coughs> oh, shit. Pardon me. Okay. That good, huh? Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love Ratkin. So, um... I took the formation, which involves two regiments and a horde of simple warriors, and that's the uh, the Labrats formation. Yep. It's also got a enforcer on there. So I took the dragon shard shield on the horde of warriors, 
And generally, these guys perform pretty well over the course of the tournament. Like, uh, in my sort of, I did have three practice games because me and a couple of the other lads went down for a three-game tournament uh, run by a fantastic uh, Mike Crossman a few weeks beforehand. So I had run this army or something very similar to it in those three games. And I found that the regen you get from the units just to be three-fifths of fucking useless, you know? Like so it, that it, Lab Rats formation gives them regen? It does. It gives right. all the hordes, the, the horde, both regiments, and the Udall Enforcer guy regen. Um, yep. And I, I found it to be just crap because every time they got hit by anything, they just died, so it didn't even matter that they had regen. <laughs> not, the case, not the case in this tournament, actually. There was quite a lot of occasions I found where particularly the little regiments um, and the horde, if you can match them up against other relatively weak things on the flanks that take a few rounds to get through. That regen was actually super handy. So I definitely think about taking them again. They were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and old mate on his flea bag with the diadem of dragon kind was just mm-hmm. a boss all the way through, running around flaming dudes. He's just good fantastic. staple. He survived, I think, every single game, which is just insane because he's so quick, so useful. Love him. Yeah. Uh, 90 points, well spent. Shock troops, uh, horde of those bros with the staying stone. They're very like, you know, hit and miss. Some games they're fantastic. Some games they just get stomped because, you know, they are that big magnet unit. Mm. But I think they're pretty useful overall because you kind of need a unit in a Rat King that can actually hit fairly hard because none of the other units, very few of their own units actually do. So still an important unit. Uh, we've got a horde of black with the Makwa's Pushin of the Caterpillar. Mm-hmm. So this is my third horde. And as anyone knows who plays a horde army, having heaps of hordes, very problematic from trying to maneuver around the terrain and what have you. So these guys are the ones that get plonked behind the forest, walk into said forest, and then ensnare anyone who comes in and tries to attack them. So they're just fucking awesome. And gives them a bit of cover as well because they're lower defense. That's exactly right. And they're just total noob magnets. Like if anyone throws reasonable number of attacks at them over the course of the game or is forced to because they're staying on an objective or what have you, fucking love it. Just like, <laughs> yep, you can hit on sixes there, bro. Good luck. <laughs> love them. Uh, claw shots, uh, trip of five of those bros. Kind of crap, 90 points of do not very much, mm-hmm. but they do pop a wound here and there when you kind of really need it, If you, especially if your other shooting units are taken off. They can be handy to force a very long-ranged 36 inches away uh, check, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of handy, but also they tend to uh, be a magnet for big flying things and stuff, and that's not so bad because if the big flying thing's taken out your horde of archers like in Selex Army, that sucks, but if they're going for a 90-point troop for a couple of turns... Actually, not so bad. Like, you mm. can kind of deal with that. Like, take them out of the game for a while. And often it's a mistake to go after them. So, I found them to be okay. Vermintide, Regiment of Three. Why does it say three in, in Army Builder anyway? In uh, It's because they're, army. like, large infantry. And so, they follow that footprint. So, it's like three swarms. Oh, it's meant to be three bases, three bases. if you're, yeah. like, some sort of non-multi-basing noob. That's I'm with right. you. So, um, Regiment of those Pelicans, they do three-fifths of fuck all, but they get in the way sometimes, and that's awesome. Hackpaws, Regiment of them, they were very hit and miss. They're super glass cannony. You fart in their general direction, they run away. But they can occasionally hit pretty hard. And just be a threat. Go 18 inches up a flank and then do a noob, nimble turnaround. Mm. Can give your opponent something to think about, but they're probably the most take-outable unit in the army, I reckon. Uh, you got a weapon team, which is just useful for 60 points. Having a breath weapon, why not? Anyone flies behind you, toast them. Death Engine with Bloody Carnage instead of the Lightning. I know, outrageous. I took Bloody Carnage. Such Everyone a trendsetter. <laughs> I know. But I've previously taken two of these guys with Lightning and found them to be good. But this one, again, it is kind of hit and miss because, you know, it can get charged and sometimes die. But 
usually it has two rallying around it, which gives it a fearless 18 and defense mm. 5 instead of 4. So, it actually sticks a lot more than yeah, the lightning man. ones do. And I found that having that extra crushing strength and vicious on the charge just made it such a bigger threat. And I'd actually take it that way again. Like, I thought I wouldn't like it. Loved it. The bloody carnage. Highly recommend giving it a whirl. I mean, it does that reduce your shooting carnage. threat. But if you've got enough <laughs> shooting threat floating around anyway, just fucking bloody hell, carnage is the way to go, mate. <laughs> so, uh, lastly, uh, almost lastly, I've got Warlock, McGee, uh, Bane Chant, and Inspiring Talisman. Bit of lightning, bit of Bane, bit of inspiration. Gotta love him. He's 110 points of legit. 130 with the talisman, actually, but whatever. We'll forget about that. <laughs> um, Demon Spawn, uh, flying in speed, absolutely godlike. He survived every single game of the tournament. He was uh, the bomb, which is exactly the opposite of what he was a couple of weeks ago when I was mm. using him like a noob, and he <laughs> died in every game. <laughs> actually, come to think of it, over the last nine games I've played with the Demon Spawn since Benson painted him, he ha- every game that he's died, I've lost. So if he dies, that's bad. <laughs> right, <laughs> so let's keep him alive. Hot tip there, Skaven friends. Stick him in a corner behind a tree. And then... Of course, the uh, the finest and most powerful element of the list, three fucking assassins. Woo! <laughs> this is a power play right here. That's correct. Um, I thought people would think, man, this list is too soft. Uh, so I threw in those three assassins to make sure they knew that I was the business. Yeah, changing <laughs> the meta right there. <laughs> so, first game. Should we get straight into it? Yeah, get it. Banged on about that. I have trouble keeping things short. You know this about me. It is. Yes, it is. that's right. Um, Adam Story was cranking Varanger day one. This is a bloke from Queensland, lovely dude. He had painted his army in three weeks before the event, he was telling me, which is fucking insane. So, it was super small army, but it was really nice looking, like, given the amount of time. Mine would look like just a blob of poop deck if I had that much time to paint an army. <laughs> but he had uh, a heap of Marauder uh, cavalry and uh, big, nasty things. I've never played Varangar before. Everything was big and fast and killy. Yeah, that's Varangar. He, <laughs> he had two, um, no infantry at all, or cavalry, a uh, few uh, chariots and whatever. Yeah. And one, two of the bloodthirsters, which he was using as guys on shimmers. I think that's Chimeras. what it is. Chimeras, you could also call them. So, he, uh, <laughs> if you he flew at me, killed stuff, as you'd expect. I tried to distract him as much as possible on one flank with some crap units and try to take out his big units. This more or less worked, but I did need some KG die rolls and it got down super close. It got down to turn seven. And then right at the end of turn seven, I sealed the deal and um, eliminated his last unit. Got it I got quite lucky by um, wavering his big flappy dudes on a couple of occasions. I say lucky, like they were like, you know, just average rolls, nothing serious because they had good like 10 wounds on them or what have you. But they were wavered at key moments, which stopped them from just finishing me off, and it really limited the um, maneuverability. And I just distracted. He spent too many forces on one flank, I think, trying to take out the weak flank. So he was left with three units at the end, all the big, stompy, like 5,000-point Chaos Knight kind of friends. And I was left with a similar number of units, but I had a lot more in the other's half. So I got up mm-hmm. to uh, 15-6. Is that the correct score? Yep, that's it. Lots of... Adds up to 21. Adds up to 21. Bang, bang. So that was Adam, uh, who's a lovely chap, would play again happily. Scary as hell army, but don't, not sure how I got away with that one, but <laughs> all good. In round two, what's the what's the uh, mission on this one? So that Benson. one is plunder. Plunder. Okay, yes. So this is a bunch of objectives in the middle, trying to get the objectives, what have you. We were playing Chris Wilcox. This bloke knew his way around some Kings of War. Yep. You could tell he was one of those sort of veteran 
played lots of games, knows what he's about, pretty slick moustache kind of characters. So he was playing Gobbos. Mm-hmm. Fuck a Gobbos, man. <laughs> so, I find them <laughs> so hard to beat. They're just so strong. So he was playing um, a heap of... He didn't have the million hordes of shooters because, of course, Clash of Kings 2019 made them irregular, mm-hmm. which, which is a fantastic change. Love that because I don't have... 500 painted goblin archers so the people that do sorry about that but for everyone else <laughs> thumbs up he did ne- nevertheless have like 90 percent of the units in his army shooting uh, including two hordes of allied in ogre shooters which are mm. a huge Ooh. pain in the wing wang tell you that much for free not a fan of those bros so he shot the shit out of me took most of my units off i was just desperately fighting for the middle and trying to stand on the middle and you couldn't even advance into his gun line because that just meant i walked off the objectives so kind of a bad matchup for me with my almost entirely defense four or three army pretty bad matchup and a bad scenario situation i can't help but think but Incredibly, uh, turn six, on a four plus, I win the game. So, or, or rather on a one to three. So if the turn doesn't go to game seven, sorry, turn seven, then I'm on three objectives and he's on two, uh, mainly due to some seriously jammy shenanigans pulled off by Demon Face. <laughs> so I'm about to, to rock it out. And of course, I rolled the die, rolled a four, went to turn seven. Uh. And then Chris had an opportunity to win the game. All he needed to do was charge his ogre shooters in and uh, claim the objective on a very badly wounded unit. But he forgot to charge. He immediately realized after he'd fired them, he's like, shit, should have charged them, bugger. So (laughs) killed the unit, but then ended in a draw. So very lucky to get a draw out of that. Chris played really well, despite the fact that he made that minor mistake at the end that realistically cost him the game. Mm -hmm. But frankly, I played my absolute tits off to try to force the win on that one uh, because that was not a good object, not a good matchup for me. So getting a draw, pretty happy with that. Hmm. Would play again. Not a fan of Gobbo's. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Last game, day one, I played Henry Lucan, who was a 12-year-old child, which is interesting. He was also a pretty good little player, man. Like this guy had some serious gutzpah and he was playing goblins again. However, his army was much less gunliney and more like how I think goblins should be, which is heaps of goblins and uh, heaps of trolls. Yep. He also had some allied in um, night stalkers of some description. I'm not really sure what they were, but they were pretty killy dudes. I made a fairly major mistake in this game in that uh, Henry and I both deployed pretty heavily on one flank and then sort of stood opposite each other on that bit of the table all game without marking the middle point... And this is the one where you have to get into the middle. You kind of need to do that. <laughs> toward toward the end of the game, look, I was aware that the, the middle point was over to the side a bit, but I sort of underestimated quite how far over it was because if you can imagine the whole right side of the table is pretty much absent of units. So I'm thinking, shit, I've screwed up a bit here. But nevertheless, had enough movement to get there. Had was taking his army off more or less, definitely significantly ahead in the old um, attrition manoeuvre. But then in the last turn of the game... Well, a couple of turns leading up to the end, he got some very, very cheeky waivers with his Gobbo Shaman, which was actually kind of hilarious. It was like one wound, double six waiver, eat shit, <laughs> with his little Gobbo who was like completely by himself on a flank, just like holding it up like a boss. So that was cool. Less cool <laughs> was when he did it on my shock troops. So he has five points in the middle. I have four. The shock troops represent three, if we're talking unit strength here. So if I move them into the middle... I win seven to five. He did something approximating five wounds on them or something to that effect. Double six waiver. Ooh. 
<laughs> so now I can't oh, move them into the middle. This is the third time that game he'd, he'd rolled a double six waiver. The other two were troublesome and they clogged up a flank a bit, but this one was absolute game-breaking. So not only did my horde not get into the centre, but also any other units behind them, which could have got into the centre, couldn't move past them because they were in the way and they were a big chunky-ass unit. Right. So I successfully lost to a 12-year-old child. Um, Good job. Four to five. <laughs> Go well, me. Well done, Henry. <laughs> but full power to Henry. He he was losing the game in the um, in the points department, and he did everything right to get it back. Rolled the dice and pulled it off. So rock and rock and roll. Terrific. So at the end of the day one, yep. I'm meeting Selick in the bar with a slightly better record with win loss draw as opposed to win and two losses, but at least he hadn't lost to a 12 year old child. So he kind of had one up on me there. I'm the real winner here. <laughs> Debatably <laughs> So yeah, day one, good times good Well job. done Henry Spoon, you're up, what did you bring? Okay, I bought my Abyss for their final or last hurrah um, Never again after this? Uh, not for a long time anyway Right So I took a Fire Legion formation Which is two Succubi troops, two regiments of Succubi And um, a Temptress I gave the Temptress Bane Chant The rest of the units were naked a gargoyle troop, um, a horde of tortured souls, regiment of horsemen with Pathfinder. I brought the uh, despoilers along. I gave them haste, which is probably a bad move because mm. it really was irrelevant pretty much all six games. Archfiend gave him wings, lightning, healing brew. Oh, I forgot to use the healing brew pretty much every game. <laughs> Ifrit with piercing. And the special character, I don't know how to pronounce her name, Temptress, the one that flies and gives D3 brutal. She was okay, most games. But anyway, we'll move on. What did on. your formation do? What does it give you? Ah, sorry, it gives Vicious to all the Succubi, including the Temptress. Okay. And very inspiring to the Temptress. Right. Okay. So round one, I played Jeffrey Trash, and I've never played Jeff before, mm-hmm. Trash here. And I would like to play him again one day. Pretty much, it was a very quick game. KG at the start, we pretty much deployed on opposite ends of the board, except I got stuck, well, got my horsemen and tortured souls stuck on one side of the board and I couldn't get them out of there because he'd pinned me down with a flyer. I couldn't just pivot and run away. Mm. But I tried to make him think a bit by moving my faster units around the flank and then back towards him. They basically beat me on unit strength. So much unit strength in that nature list that he was running. Lots of hordes of fire elementals, regiments of uh, earth elementals, dudes to heal them, and a couple of flying yeah. beasts. Yeah. Combine that with a, an expert player. Yeah. So legend of the game over here in Australia. Got beaten 19-2 for that so one. quite soundly, yeah. yeah. You could say he gave you a vicious suck you bye-bye. <laughs> oh, no. Round two, we've already been over with... Salak, do I need to go over that again? Please, in great detail. How did you lose? Uh, I'll give you my key <laughs> highlights. <laughs> the time where my arch finger got wounded three three times by archers, and then I said, he's wavered if you roll a double six. That's your and mistake that right there. Yep. And uh, that pretty much sums up that game. Lessons learned. <laughs> Should have been yep. fearless, bro. Mistakes. Round three, I played Greg Johnson and his brotherhood. Yeah. I think it was brotherhood. I think it was brotherhood, yeah. Basically, three hordes of knights, a couple of whatever the giants are called in there. What are they called? Big guys. Yeah, big guys. I don't know. I don't think they're giants or something <laughs> Three hordes else. of knights? That's ridiculous. Do they all have Pathfinder somehow? You can't do that, can you? Uh, one did. Only one, Well, of course one did. So the other two were just constantly like with, like waving their swords at the sky, complaining about rocks for the entire game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he had a couple of flyers as well. This one I thought was going to be a 
bit easier to win than what it actually was, and it turned out to be a better game than what I, I thought it was going to be easy to get around his hordes and get into the back or flanks of them. But he played it quite intelligent. Forsaken Beast, that's it. That's, that's the one I'm looking for. Yeah. He ended up managing to get... I was playing around in forests with my succubi and I think it was my tortured souls. Hmm. Uh, and he took a risk, which sort of brought the downfall of the Brotherhood, where he charged one of his Forsaken Beasts and two of his flyers into them, hoping to destroy them. And he fluffed his dice, pretty much. And then that was the end of all three of those units. <laughs> his knights basically got stuck in the middle due to terrain and whatever else. So he had a unit stuck behind two of his hordes. So two of his hordes were fighting it out. The other wasn't doing much at all. They're expensive units. Just yeah. naked, the Order of the Brotherhood hordes are 345. Yeah. Crikey. Mm. Bear in mind that we both played one rule wrong each. The same rule, essentially, just uh, trying to complete a charge, but we both played it the same way for right, okay. one instance we had. So I offered uh, to Greg he could do the charge if he wished, but he said just let it go. And we played it out. I ended up winning that one 19-2. Big win. And that was the end of day one. Mm. Awesome. So not doing too well. Nah. Well, you got to win. Yeah, i got to win. Yes, still yeah, that's one something. and two. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Alright, what did I bring to the table? So I got the goblins finished, just in time, so that's what I took. And we'll start off with the infantry. I've just taken basic goblins, a horde of rabble, horde of regiment, a uh, horde of regiment, a uh, regiment of rabble. Uh, we also have Grogger's goons, which are the special goblins. They're basically normal ones that fight a bit better. They hit on fours instead of fives, and they're fearless 21 with regen five, and they're not yellow-bellied. We've also got some rubbish cav. We've got two troops of more beasts, so they're my squigs, and a regiment of flea bag riders with the crystal pendant because of power choice. Um, then we have large cavalry. We've got a, what is it, carriages of carnage. That's the formation that has two mincers and the mincer mob, which is a regiment of mincers. Basically gives them plus one speed, so they go from five to six. And I've given that Mincer Mob the Brew of Sharpness, because with the one game that I played, hitting on fours, even though you've got a whole bunch of attacks, it just kind of whiffs a lot of the time. So hitting on threes with 24 plus D6 attacks is pretty good. Hmm. Uh, Horde of Trolls, Staying Stone, because of the large waiver that they've got, backed up by a bunch of monsters, a giant, a goblin blaster, a slasher, and a orange and the big rocks thrower. And dudes leading them, got... Uh, a similar setup to you, Hugh. I've got the little hero on a mount with the diadem of dragonkind. How legit is it? Basically so the same. I, yeah, one of my favorites. Always has been. Uh, just a flag with the banner of Griffin on a little dude. Uh, Grogger Split Tooth. He's a living legend. Uh, he's like a goblin hero with five attacks and a bow, range four, um, fearless twelve, with regen three. Which I don't think I don't think he took one damage throughout the entire tournament. Uh, basically, you take him because he's like 90 points or 95, and he allows you to re-roll any failed yellow-bellied roll once a turn, mm. which can come in very handy. And then I also got two wizards, and they both got bank So chat. basically you just say, oh, the disadvantage my army has no longer exists. Pretty much, yeah. Sounds like a goblin army. Yep. But also a very big disadvantage with this army is that it's pretty rubbish, and I've got a regiment of fleabag riders with a crystal pendant. Now, now this- talk us through, <laughs> come on, what, what's going on there? This was a challenge. I... Wasn't going to get a second horde painted in time, but I had goblin riders, so they could be a mount, sure. 
but I've got 200 points. What do I do with 200 points? Oh, how about we take the regiment and then we add a 50-point item to fill up the gap? So Selick <laughs> so suggested if I run that unit in this list, he'll give me two pints. Just straight up. Take the rubbish unit, have a couple of drinks. Sure. Why not? That kind of tipped me over the line. And then there was a second challenge onto that. If that unit was able to route a unit worth more or 200 points or more, by themselves, I have to do the killing blow. They can't be as part of a combo charge. That's another point for me. So I had this little mini game within my army that I was trying to <laughs> accomplish throughout my games, which kind of hindered a few of my decisions, but the drink was the uh, <laughs> big factor there. Free beer. Seems yes. well worth it. I, I feel like, so like, I feel a bit let down. I should have at least got a pint per assassin, for God's sake. No. No, they're OP. We've already no, gone, we've, oh, yeah, <laughs> we've discussed this. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So as for the games, round one again, invade. I was versing Glenn. I didn't write down the surname. Sorry, Glenn. I don't know if any of you other fellas can look that up on the app. But how did this go? He was playing elves, and I was looking to be getting tabled about turn three. <laughs> he was about to plow through my center line, and I couldn't really get around it. But his horde of trees that he had sitting in front of me that he was hoping to surge in to one unit, which kind of stops my entire line because I can't move around it. He didn't surge it. He forgot to do that. We went to combat when he remembered. And I think this is the biggest mistake of the game for him because then that allowed me to get two flanks onto it as well as a front because I could maneuver around that because of the space that he's left. Mm. So that happened. That got taken off, and his center crumbled instead. Seems fair. Um, it was also funny, he threw he threw an elf hero in front of my mincer mob to try and stop it from hitting his archers. No, that didn't last very long. And then the archers died as well. So I think I've got a photo of the uh, the lone hero standing in front of this giant steamroller. So that was quite amusing, visually. It was Glenn Porrett as well. There you go. Fine chap. Good game. Sorry about the luck. You'll see this as a trend in a lot of my games. My luck is pretty good. 19-2, you won that one? Yeah, 19-2. Thank you. Uh, round two, Blunder, up against Jeff Trash. So fresh from smack and spoon into the ground, <laughs> I faced... Jeff, uh, we've played once before in the previous Clash of Kings. That was also a very tight game. That was when I was playing Abyssal Dwarfs against his dwarfs. Very cagey, but he pipped me over the line there. Uh, This one, also very cagey. I think we were almost dead even with attrition. I think I might have been up by 30 points. So, yeah, that was pretty close. And the tokens, he had three to my two. And we weren't sure if I could pick up, because with uh, Plunder, you've got a couple of tokens, and some of them are worth two victory points instead of one. And one of my rebel horde was sitting on the one worth two, but they kept getting wavered by this his regiment of stone dudes. He had nothing else there because I killed them all. Luck. I don't know how that happened. So he was trying to take them off. It just wasn't happening. And then I ask Selick and Spoon as I walk past, because Trace, he wasn't sure if a unit was wavered, could pick up a token. You guys said that couldn't happen. Turns out you can. Yep. We just didn't want you being Trashy. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> So because of that, Tracy picked me 3-2. Very close. Very good game. I like playing Trace. And I think, mate, the lesson to be learned there is... Don't listen to Selick or Spoon. Yeah. Well, that, that's one lesson that's you pretty legitimate. You should have learned that years ago. Next time, yeah. you should just find the most experienced and, you know, like, tactically oh. effective general in your wargaming group. Myself. That was and Trashy. ask them the Kings of War rules. And that way... I would have told you, of course a wavered unit can pick up a token. Mm, hindsight. I probably also would have said, wait, you can pick up the objectives in this mission? Because <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely didn't know that. 
<laughs> so I'm lining up a, a grudge with Jeff for the next Clash of Kings if I don't see him sooner. Cause you really are a sucker of punishment, don't you? I don't know. If <laughs> it's a good game. It's always a good game. It's always close. Cool. Fair enough. Next, we have round three. It's that Dominate. Ben Leopold is my opponent this time. And he was taking elves as well. So three games to elves so far. There's more of that coming in day two. As with all the elves, there's like Horde of Dracon, there's a dude on a dragon, there's sea guard or archers and cavalry, and it's just all speed and shooting. So they're a pain in the neck. <laughs> I don't know how I won this one either. Uh, he kind of hit me and bounced. And I hit him and didn't, <laughs> and he was looking to, there was plenty of times there where he could have won, uh, hit me in the flank or whatever, but I just kind of punched him in the kidney and wavered him with one or two wounds, and then he couldn't do anything about it. It's almost like goblins are better than elves. <laughs> yeah, apparently, going by these results. But it was very close, came to it down to a draw, just because I, because it's dominate, you have to get dudes in the center, and I was getting tired, and so you just don't think very well. And if I move my uh, minces maybe like a half inch forward, then they would have been majority over the line and scored me a couple more points, giving me the win. But I didn't, and that's what happens. And it was a draw. Oh, bloody minces. Too busy mincing, mincing around instead of doing their job. I know. So mincy. Typical. 9-11 to him. Well done. Good to see you again. Haven't seen him in years. And so what does that put me on? A win, a loss, a draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same as Hugh, I think, at that stage. Yes, but slightly ahead, which puts, after our the three of us, and in fact, Andrew as well, one of the homies we went down with, we all had a competition that whoever finished top on day one got pints from everyone else. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so uh, how did you go in your uh, flea bag competition? Did you manage to kill a unit? Yeah. So in Ben's game, uh, oh, hang on, I'll go back to the first one. I was trying to get this challenge straight off. I just needed to get it out of the way so I didn't have to worry about it. So I had Glenn's archers, archer horde lined up. I charge from the flank with a, a mincer mob or I could charge in the front with another horde. But instead, I decided to go at solo, charge in the rear with my flea bag riders and did like four damage and didn't do anything, <laughs> so I couldn't take the marker. But they succeeded in game three against Ben, able to catch a flank. Uh, so he charged a mincer. 9-11 nerve. You think he'd have it? No, didn't happen. So <laughs> he did a couple of wounds. Didn't rout him, leaving his flank exposed from 18 inches away. Boom, into the flank of the Dracons and did a decent amount. I think, I, did, I don't know, 10, 11 wounds. And just one roll. Awesome. Take it off. 270 points or whatever. Un unwounded unit, was it? Yes. That, now that's an achievement. Taking yeah. off unwounded dragon yeah. riders, that's like actually a thing. You didn't just like go in against some unit that had 15 wins in it already or something. No, but 24 attacks on fours, thunder one. So fours and fours. So I did enough and it worked. <laughs> and yep, I was happy. like a Benson <laughs> roll if ever I heard one. That's, that's the goblin luck for most of my game. Mm -hmm. So yeah, challenge complete end of day one. Yeah. Many so end of day one... With win-loss draw and me, <laughs> the only other one equaling you on that prestigious mm. achievement of win-loss draw, mm -hmm. uh, you were ahead of me on points. So you you managed to walk away with seven pints. Quite yep. a good day's work. <laughs> yeah, and we we tried to force you to have more. I'm slight of person. I don't have a fantastic constitution. I was half cut after the first half pint. So <laughs> <laughs> he had to hit pause. I was I was uh, trying my best. You put in a sterling effort in the end. You did have quite a few of them. I'm not sure if it was all seven, but you also polished off a cocktail to boot. So I think uh, uh, yeah, you're a merry right. bandit by the end of the <laughs> evening. Yeah, perfect setup for day two. Feeling like 
roses. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you couldn't speak for the first couple of hours in yeah. day two. I was like, Benson, are you all right? You had you people right? coming over asking if you were cold, and it was like 35 degrees. I was, I was. Crazy. You were just ignoring me and stuff, and then I'm like, I couldn't hear. Benson, yeah, can I, I get you anything? It. And you're like, yes. Out of you all morning. So I got your juice, and then you're all right a bit after that. <laughs> Slowly brought me back to life. Because I also have this, um, I've got hypersomnolence, so it makes me very tired and very hard to wake up. And Nordo, my roommate in the hotel, he had to go play his epic tournament early. So he got up and left, and I was relying on him to wake me up. And so I'm, the only reason why I got up is because of the, the notification sounds on from like Facebook Messenger. And so I just have a quick skim, bleary-eyed, feeling fantastic. Where's breakfast? Whenever, whatever. Just get coffee. Uh, Selic bus is leaving at quarter past eight. And it's like eight o'clock when I check my phone. So, oh my God. So I have to try and get up, get showered, and get ready <laughs> in 15 minutes and make my way down. So, yeah. So you're a zombie. You are a zombie. Needless to say, we thought our odds might be better on defeating you day two than they were on day one. Fantastic day two start. Anyway, how about we get into round four, Selic? What have we got? Round four. So, I forget what the uh, scenario was, but Benson will fill that in. It was a... Raise. Ah, I actually had practiced this one a little bit. So, uh, it came up against Donald Neville and his undead. thing is, though, Selick, what you're forgetting is that when you practice, you're meant to practice against other people. That's right. Because otherwise... It's just like masturbation. It's, you know, it's fun. <laughs> just playing with yourself. But it's, you know, Kings of War playing with yourself. Really you well, uh, it seemed to have worked, uh, whatever it was. Uh, must be muscle memory because uh, <laughs> I managed a slight win. That doesn't against... sound right. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, but uh, yeah, Donald Neville came out and he had an undead army and it was majority of it was um, infantry. And I thought that I would be able to outmaneuver him with the speed of my elves I've got a lot of reliable attacks, so I should be able to put on decent damage with my archers as well as my spears to be able to take out most of his units pretty pretty easily. So it started out a little bit funny because he came out um, with one of his skeleton hordes and surged at 11 inches. Um, and it was just like, whoa, what, what the hell just happened? Um, so that sort of ended... Surge Bray. <laughs> it was... Yeah, he was rolling like a mad snake at that point. But in the end, I I managed to claw it all back. I'm a little bit disappointed with uh, my Dracon riders. So they charged in one of the skeleton hordes, did 15, 16 wounds, and I just couldn't couldn't break them Mm. and just couldn't roll. I think I didn't need too many after the second round and just couldn't get there. And by that stage, the Necromancer came over with heal 600, but he only rolls fours. So, um, yeah, managed to get him down from 16, 17 wounds, got him down to two um, before um, my Dracons died. That's handy. Yeah, so just I needed to break him in that one. So what I tried to do at that point was take down the other unit. So I uh, combo charged that with my big block of spears, like my kindred tall spears with the plus one to hit. So that's uh, 30 attacks, Wounding, uh, hitting on threes, re-rolling ones, and then I also charged in my troop of palace guard just to put down wounds. Mm. And so I managed to take that off in a turn, and at that point he was um, struggling for uh, the objective. So I managed to burn all of my objectives, and then I just had to make sure I kept the middle. So I just had my spears there chilling in the middle. Mm-hmm. Pretty disappointed about my kindred lord on the dragon. Um, so what is it, Lady Ilona? Is that her name? 
the vampire yes, chick. Yep. Yep. Um, so she took out single handedly my dragon. Like just just came in, slapped him around a little bit, did like five wounds here, five wounds there, and uh, in the end I just couldn't take her. Hmm. But yeah, it managed to to get everything else. Got all my tokens. I think he got all of them apart from one token, and then I had the middle for the win. So that one there was a pretty decent fight there, 14-7 my way. Round two, it was Benson, what was the... Uh, round five, you mean, Ransack. Ransack. So I uh, came up against Ben Leopold. Um, so I think, Benson, you played him earlier. Yep. But that one, it was a, an interesting battle because um, we had last played five years ago um, at CanCon. So it had been um, yeah, many dice rolls between games. Yeah, he's been out of the scene for a while. He has, he has. He was a, a pretty good player back in the day in uh, fantasy. Mm-hmm. So um, it's good to see him back. Hopefully he sticks with it and uh, we'll take a lot of toys off in the future. But uh, it was an elf off and normally the elves versus elves are normally a shooting off. But in the end, I managed to get up pretty highly on a 19-2. Uh, win that on that one Mm -hmm. and for my last game round six was up against fraser k i'm not sure your last name there fraser um but here's another one from queensland and it was a tale of two games the first half i was rolling extremely well with my shooting control scenario it was control um and up against dwarves with fraser's dwarves and i was taking units off pretty reliably losing a couple of wounds on my dracon riders to his ogre shooters that he had um it seems to be the the ally of choice still yep but then the game sort of turned for him i guess on turn two where he shot all of his ogre shooters into my dracons they were already wounded pretty badly and he didn't hit i think he hit with three and then didn't wound with any (laughs) um so that's (laughs) <laughs> needed what fives 18 dice needed fives and then twos or threes and nothing and nothing so as soon as they could do that they got up and charged into them took them off in a turn and i was thinking i'm gonna have another big win here was quietly confident and then fraser i think it was turn four he's just like yeah i'm done uh but I'm going to have to go for some Hail Marys and see hopefully one or two of them can come off. Mm. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, good. That, that's a good way of looking at it, Fraser. Until all the Hail Marys <laughs> paid off. Um, so we're talking his king. Hail um, Mary indeed. Oh, it, it was like Spoon playing Bud Bowl. It was terrible. <laughs> I was but, just about to say that. <laughs> I'm still in your lines. But um, yeah, he just came out, charged my spears, had three wounds on him, I think. Then he charged in, did five wounds with his king, and then just took him off in the last turn. It was just ridiculous. He was rolling out of his skin, and I just couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> but yeah, ended up, I think that one king, like 90 points or whatever he is, took off my big hordes of spears, my dracon riders, and my tree man. I think he ended up knocking off. It was just ridiculous. That's some serious rolling. Yeah, he dragged it back in pretty much three turns just by charging individual characters out into one unit at a time. So technically <laughs> I should have been fine, but I don't know how he did it. So we're talking... Fucking goblins, man. Fuck, no, these are dwarves, but uh, same, same. Fucking short things. Nah, that's it. So yeah, just rolling things like need a nine and I've got to re-roll with inspiring. So he rolls a nine and then rolled a 12. And it's mm. just like, oh. But he did it three or four times in a row and uh, managed to drag it all the way back to a 10-10. Hmm. To be honest, it was a pretty fun game. It was just it just swung, and um, yeah, good game against Fraser, and hopefully he enjoyed it. 
So what was that? That's uh, that was two six. wins. Yeah, that was my six. So two wins and a draw in the last day. So a great day for me. Much better. Mm. Yeah, good, uh, good return to form. Well played. Thank you, sir. So I guess that's me. Day two, fantastic. Number four. Thanks to the excellent software that we were using uh, on the website Tabletop To that Matt Kroger had decided to use for the event, which is a great little bit of software where you can quite easily put in your results and what have you. We knew the rounds prior to the morning Mm. and uh, we were traveling, the three of us lads, with, amongst other people, one of our favorite companions, Andrew Whitehead, Mm -hmm. who is a new Kings of War player. He'd only probably played about half a dozen games prior to this event. (laughs) He played one game and then, all right, I'm going to go to that tournament that you went to here and then, okay, let's get into the Clash of Kings. So he might be like very close to, like what what is that, seven games before he played this one. Uh, And I had drawn him uh, for round four. So we knew we were going up against one another in advance. So I had plenty of time to spike his drink the night before and uh, just generally talk shit to him and just tell him about how much of a bunny he is and how much I was going to insert my three metal assassins right where the sun don't shine. So (laughs) when it came to round four, Andrew was deeply intimidated. There's not much he could really have done mentally to prepare himself for the match. Like I just destroyed him on so many levels. So... I was pretty confident going into this one. He was borrowing um, Bensom's Ogres, yep. which are scary and have beaten me before at yep. Bensom's. Uh, <laughs> but Bensom rolls like Bensom and Andrew rolls like a normal human being. So <laughs> I was nevertheless confident, even though I'd not beaten Bensom's Ogres before. So going into this match, um, I suppose I should mention that how the Assassins have gone so far because they were the one that I haven't talked about apart from yes, to say how OP they were. Very little information about them so far. They've been fucking fantastic, man. They just keep like dodging between units, chucking their sharp stuff, doing a wound here, doing a wound there. They don't do that much uh, independently, but they chip away. And I found that my opponents, because I had so many units, so many targets, they just were unable to realistically hit the Assassins. And they spent a lot of time in forests and stuff because I found mm. that was a good way to use them. Because when you're minus three to attack from range due to being an individual with such a stealthy and in forest, you just don't attack them. Yeah. So I would uh, regularly put them in front of units as well to protect flanks. And they kept holding. Because if you put them in a forest in front of a unit, they're negative two to hit because they also have ensnare. And they've got 10, 12 nerve, which for Skaven is, well, for Ratkin, is not that bad, especially if you've got some cheeky rallying nearby, like mm. perhaps in the unit that whose flank you're trying to protect. All of a sudden, you're sitting there, they're hitting on negative two, they do like a few wounds and regularly would fail the nerve check. Like quite often, they'd get taken off in that semi-suicidal role. Then every now and again, they'd just be fine. And then they just walk around the side of the unit, start throwing sharp stuff again, flank protected. Dunsky. <laughs> so, very happy with the Assassin's performance overall. Three, mm-hmm. ready to admit that might be a bit excessive. But they <laughs> but were, if they're uh, so good, you've got to take things in threes. That's right. They're all stars. Um, they wouldn't let me take 13, so I had to stick with three. Anyway, um, so I played Andrew Whitehead in round four, our good mateski. I ro- we sort of rolled up in the middle of each other, danced around a little bit, whatever else. Chucked a few lightning bolts to no effect and that kind of thing. He went into the forest against the... Blight on one flank, mm. classic mistake, mm. um, and then also went in against the forest um, on the other flank with some assassins lurking in it, <laughs> another classic mistake, and <laughs> but went up the middle with everyone else. So those units sort of just beat against one another doing three fists of fuck all on both flanks for most of the game before eventually my rats won out. In the center, I sort of was presented with this charge opportunity after his big fat giant had gone through my lines with a cheeky 14-inch charge that I thought was out and I hadn't measured properly. 
he went through me and did a bit of wounds and ended up going back and killing the claw shots. Uh, and then later on in the game, charging one of my units in the rear. So that giant was an absolute boss. He did awesome. Yep. Um, despite getting almost completely nuked by his own boom wagon, which was funny. Yeah. Lessons learned. Although the boom wagon did do heaps of damage to me as well. Like, man, boom wagons are my bane. They did so much, so much damage to me, <laughs> uh, including killing an assassin in one of the few assassin deaths over the course of the tournament. But well-deserved on my part, I suppose. That assassin had failed to kill the boom wagon like three turns in a row, so he fucking deserved it. Anyway, <laughs> right up the center, I went in with shock troops and the uh, doom wheel against his big, chunky defense six, big smash hammer ogred friends. I'm not sure if you know what they're called. Siege Breakers. Siege, siege Breakers. breakers yeah. So I was ready to break their siege all over their asses with bloody crushing strength out the wazoo. Bit of a bane chant. Happy days. Went through that unit. But that was really like, you know how it is sometimes in Kings of War where you've got the impetus of the charge. Yeah. And if you don't break them, you're going to get flanked by on both flanks and you're going to get your day is going to go really badly. If yeah. you do break them, you can then rotate those units so the flanks are no longer exposed, they've lost their center, then you're in a big, good position. So, mm. I mean, odds were definitely that I should break them, and I did. Didn't roll spectacularly, nothing like that. I've just rolled normal, whatever, got rid of them, turned my flanks, and then, you know, was able to gradually take them apart. But I have to be said that Andrew rolled like an absolute fucking donkey this game. Like He just <laughs> couldn't... Apart from his one heroic giant who, you know, did good stuff... Every other unit of his army repeatedly fluffed. Example, big fat bastard on the ogre chariot, that ogre character with the... Uh, Just a warlord. With a meat stick. Yeah, that bastard, he went into an assassin, took him four turns to take him off. What? Which is ridiculous. He's got all these attacks. He's just He would just go in and go like, one hit, no wounds. Which is pathetic. It's worth mentioning that... Um, Andrew was probably more hungover than everyone other than Benson. So he was struggling, couldn't eat breakfast, that kind of stuff. <laughs> he needed juice. Um, me, and, um, me and Spoon being the se- and, and Selleck, in fact, being the uh, seasoned gentlemen that we Veterans. Are, managed to bounce back <laughs> pretty well. Although Spoon might tell you about how that might have affected his performance because he needs excuses and things. But me and Matt, <laughs> no problem. We're on the horse. Needless to say, smashed Andrew, no dramas, 18-3. By far the most convincing... Uh, game of the tournament mm-hmm. I think but genuine in, in all seriousness like all jokes aside die rolls were a big factor in that one they really were uh, okay uh, next game round five uh, I played Tony Lee my man Tony who lives sort of in between Canberra and Melbourne and he'd come down and I'd played him before because he played in the event a few weeks ago mm-hmm. so I'd played him really recently uh, lovely bloke I just I, I want to have Tony's babies. I'm thinking about leaving my wife for him, but he's also married, <laughs> so it seems unlikely that he'll he'll take that one. But um, for <laughs> as far as like you know, middle aged country living IT uh, professionals go, yeah, got the hots for Tony pretty hard. Anyway, he was playing entirely um, centaurs, which is also part of the reason that Tony's fabulous because centaurs are great. <laughs> Don't you want to do that as well? Also, I, I, I did, but now that he's wheeling around with them, I feel like I'm not going to be the you know the show pony of the event anymore, especially <laughs> since these are all nagas, <laughs> which is pretty hard to compete with. In any case, Tony played his ass off this game. He played so well. Uh, last game I played him, I was able to beat him a bit more convincingly, perhaps, and it was sort of a close game, but. But he didn't play as well as he did this game. This game, mm-hmm. he really, really had me up against the ropes. He he kept. I went in with a demon, 
And then he kept chasing the demon around with this little centaur character and just poking him in the heels and stopping him from flying and just annoying him. And, um, and I had to keep walking him around units so he didn't get charged because I couldn't fly, obviously. So that was, that was a clever tactic. And what it meant was that I was in this position where I had to either move my units up and try to commit to the fight or just stand there at like mm. 16.5 inches away because he had like all these really fast units ready to hit me. Eventually, I just went, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to have to push him up. You know, no guts, no glory. Up they went, charged in with everything, made the combo charges, made the die rolls that he needed to, took everything off, basically, everything in the middle. So the center just got nuked. But we'd sort of stared at one another and been cagey for long enough that all of my, like, crappy units, like my little units of warriors with regen and what have you, had been sitting on objectives and just chilling for most of the game. Mm. And they delayed for long enough with the assassins running around, chucking sharp stuff at things and rolling perhaps a little bit better than they should have taken a couple of things off whatever along with old mate with the burning stick so i was doing okay on the flanks and he'd taken out the center hard and i was well behind on points because i'd lost both my blight and my shock troops in one charge then the demon was slowly trying to drag it back and in the end uh, i was in a position where somehow despite having been well behind on attrition i was up on objectives and I was again in the position where if it goes to get turn seven, I'm going to lose. If it goes, to, if it stays on turn six, I'm going to win. I'm into the point where one of the objectives, which was the deciding objective, worth two points. It was like me on four, him on three, or whatever. The demon standing there on it with two massive units staring at him and a few wounds on him. If it goes to turn seven, he's going to get. Char- so I have the choice: do I fly over behind those units and? you know, give myself a give chance in turn seven, or do I just stay on the objective and hope not to roll a four plus? <laughs> so I, that's what I went for. And This time it paid off. I rolled on oh. one or whatever, less than four. So twice in the tournament, I, um, uh, you know, had was in that position. One out of two seems fair. So if, if both had failed, I would have probably been a bit jaded. <laughs> but lucky to pull out a very cheeky win against my man Tony. It was a 13-8, which goes to show how much he was mm. beating me on attrition. So I've gone two points down despite the win. So for those who don't know, Blackjack it starts at 15-6. So Tony went on plus two and me and negative two despite having more objectives. Fantastic 14-7. game against Tony. Yeah, 15-14? Whatever it was. 14-7. Yeah. Okay, I'll just lie a bit about the scoring system because I know it's <laughs> uh, Moving on to round six. Uh, last game, Trevor Young Husband. This was the bloke with the, with the Yule sticks instead of uh, measuring tapes. Had a... Interesting army. They were all. Uh, tell me what they were. So, like, what, what's they the were Basilians. Basilians. Um, I haven't played them yeah. before. Heaps of angels. Heaps of knights. Heaps of choppy dudes. It was a very impactful army. A bit like the Varangar army I played first turn, first game. In the in the sense that he had a lot of really really hard hitting units. And if you got combo charged, and in fact, same with Tony. In fact, lots of like really out outpacing me. Lots of crushing strength kind of units. Lots of thunderous whatever else. If I didn't maneuver correctly, I was just going to get taken off in a similar way to what I did against Tony. I managed to bait him into a charge against an assassin, <laughs> which uh, which <laughs> the assassin's just kicking goals. So I uh, I took off one of his knight units. I got a little bit lucky with the other knight unit also baiting him with assassin by charging him in the flank, and then he countercharged the assassin, yep. which meant that I had an extra turn of shooting and took that one off, just focus fired it. So both his knight units gone. And, but his flappy angels were causing me all kinds of grief, flying all over the battlefield, uh, just constantly staying out of my charge arc. I'd turn to face him, ready to charge him. He'd flap off and bugger off into a different charge arc. Mm. I'd be able to yeah, chip just, it. Just for the listeners, uh, the flappy angel dudes that we've been talking about are the Aloha. Yep. Aloha, yeah. Um, <laughs> Aloha. Yeah, the Hawaiian Aloha. characters. Yep. They were flying around and, and just 
just being, you know, troublesome. Not doing a heap of damage, but just constantly changing, staying out of my way. And my army does a lot of like, not not a heap of shooting, just like little chips and bips and bops of wounds, which is a bit crap against the Basilians because then they like heal one back each turn. Iron resolve, so I was, yeah. I was finding it hard to add up wounds. So I really needed to focus fire, which I did early, but then later in the game didn't have that opportunity. So um, Trevor uh, played... Really well. I was really up early. He clawed it back quite a long way. We both killed almost all of both of our armies. Demon went off his tits and charged two units in the flank and took them off for about the fifth or sixth time in the event. <laughs> and we ended up in the table quarters, dead even at turn six, mm-hmm. which is awesome. We'll roll for another turn. Is it going to be another turn? Yes, it is. Did some random maneuvering and went for some Hail Mary lightnings on these unkillable bloody angel characters who kept charging me in the rear and taking me off. This is the Elohi uh, individual characters this time. Yeah, the uh, Elohi. <laughs> still couldn't, uh, still couldn't get through the Elohas, and they they held it, and so we once again were yeah, even on points at the end last turn. So actually, super clutch game. Right. It was yeah, even on turn six, even on turn seven. Trevor did really well to pull the game back, and um, yeah, played his ass off. In the end of the day, uh, you know, it was a hard fought game. Trevor, stand up guy, unusual fella. Unusual army for me on account of the fact that I haven't played it before. But, uh, yeah, clawed it back beautifully to make it a dead all draw. 10-10. So, how did your day two go? My day two was win-win draw. Same as mine. So, much like Selleck. I, yeah, came back strong day two, fueled by the power of alcohol, (laughs) ready to defeat all my enemies and hear the lamentation of their women. Mm. All right, Spoon, wake up. I'm alive. All right, (laughs) so, after a very disappointing day two... We went to the bar, drank some beer, and I thought day two would be much better than day one. Boy, was I wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Started game one against Christo, and this was the game that broke my whole weekend. It broke my Kings of War heart. Sounds savage. It was. It was very savage. This game was looking the goods for me pretty much up until turn four. I'd charged Alohi. He's sorry, he's playing the Basilean dudes as well. Charged Alohi on the flank with Tortured Souls, and funnily enough, fluffed my dice the first round. Thought, oh well, that'll be right. I'll just take him out next turn. So I try again, and I beat beat their nerve on the first roll because they're inspiring very well. And I roll like four, so I rolled like eleven and then four for my tests. Oh no. Oh yeah. And the same thing essentially happened with his other Alohi unit. So my Efreet was having a good old time trying to burn him up, so I beat him on the first roll, and the second roll I'd rolled four. <laughs> so it took between my um, Tortured Souls and my Efreet three turns each to take out two hordes of Aloha. That wasn't great, but it all went pear-shaped when I thought I had the chance to win the game when my Archfiend and Succubi unit, or one of my regiments, charged into, I can't remember what unit it was, one of his horde units. Mm-hmm. Of infantry. I'd done 20 something wounds, and of course. Uh-oh. Here it comes. <laughs> oh, God. The double one that broke my heart. See, you just got to plan for these things, though. If I planned for double ones, <laughs> I'd never fucking charge. So I lost pretty much somewhere around the 560 ish points mark worth of units on one double one roll. Not to mention not killing his unit and everything else in yes. the center. So pretty much as soon as that double one was rolled, my Archfiend got charged by the unit that was should have been dead. They'd already had Crushing 1 and then got Bane Chanted to Crushing 2. So that was the end of my Archfiend. And my poor Succubi unit that 
got charged in the flank by the other unit I should have been able to turn to face died as well mm. and that pretty much ended my centre and that was the end of that game um, that one ended 18-3 mm. yeah and I do believe there was a lot of uh, retirement talks uh, at this stage mm-hmm. yep you enough announcing immediate retirement from Kings of War <laughs> That's right. Local IGA sold out of tissues after that game. Yeah, it was it was, it was awful. They got a lot of salt though. Yep. True. I think they put it all on my steak the night before. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Either that or they sold it to you and I beat your ass at Blood Bowl. Oh. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> could be. Could be. Alright. Uh, round five. I played the same Glenn as Ben did in the first day. Else. Glenn Pour it. Yeah. Glenn. Yeah, this one ended up being a big win for me. He was kind of through his tree peeps at my succubi side, and I just watched them eat them alive. <laughs> Sounds weird, but the, the treatment didn't last long with succubi regiment with Bane Chant when it charged it in the flank. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of attacks. Yeah, I've never seen all four units work together so well. That was first and last time, probably. <laughs> and his shooting didn't do a lot. He hit his bolt throwers behind a hill for some reason. Not quite sure why. And they just... Come on, Glenn. They weren't doing a whole heap. He sort of just... I think I just rolled over him too quickly. Once the Archfiend and Tortured Souls got in, he just didn't have enough to stop it. He's two kings, I think. Elf kings? Elf yep. prince? They sort of held a unit up for a while, but other than that, there was not a lot he could do. In that that round ended up being an eighteen three. So you win. Mm. Did you screen lady do anything? No, I charged her with my archfiend in an early turn oh. and disordered her, and then she sort of just ran away. She did heal the king a couple of times. I think that's why I was held up for a while. Mm. I couldn't be bothered chasing around an individual character. So defense six. <laughs> yeah, round six control. This is probably my most enjoyable game of the event, even though I got beat pretty hard. Well, it's good to finish on a high. Yeah. The, it's funny, like the what was left on the table didn't look like. The, I'll just tell you the score now. It was a sixteen-five loss for me, right? Mm-hmm. But it didn't look like a sixteen-five loss on the table. Highlight of the game was probably the fact that his two Twilight Kin dragons didn't charge once hmm. all game. So I stopped him charging for six turns. Oh no, it was seven. Sorry, they captured the winning table section. That was the the key. Right. Mm-hmm. So he was just keeping them safe, and then. Well, he was trying to keep his line safe, and then once he realised that he needed to capture objectives, he um, flew them away. Uh, But very good game. Interesting watching two cagey armies and who would make the first commitment. And of course, (laughs) I made the first commitment. One side worked out for me and the other didn't. But good game. Would like to play him again one day. That was good fun. Hmm. That's the end of my day too. I should also mention that I had a wager on with you. That ended really badly. Ah, yes. Explain. Ah, yes, of course. So... We didn't mention this earlier. There was much ribbing on Saturday night about this wager on account of the fact that we were on very similar points. I think I was slightly ahead after day one, but not by much. You had been ahead by a bit because I'd had... I'd had two losses, big losses. But anyway... It was achievable anyway for the... To to, to (laughs) still get ahead. If you hadn't guessed already, our group is very into drinking. So, I had a wager (laughs) on with you. Whoever finished higher got a slap of their choice. At the end of the tournament... What's a slab? It's a slab of beer. 24 beers. Spoon yeah. felt pretty confident after I finished like 62nd out of 66 or something last year. But, uh, it was not to be. I lost a slab. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 24 cold beers. Which brings us, I suppose, to how we came in the tournament overall. Is that correct? No, i got to go through my stuff. Oh, 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 wait. Oh, well, I finished ahead of Spoon. I guess we already spoiled that. As if it wasn't obvious after that double one performance. Okay, let's round this off. So, feeling like death and contemplating 
giving up the first round of day two because I couldn't feel my feet and I don't know if I could have even rolled dice properly. What did we have? Round four, raise. I was up against Matt Curtis. Guess what he was running? Elves. Yeah, that's the third elf for games. And he was running the usual list of hordes of archers and dracon and characters that fly and whatnot and the green lady. Uh, slightly different. He had two nobles on chariots. That's the distinct point there, I guess. Again, I thought I was going to lose this until right near the end. He was just plinking away. And like my army's speed 5, 6, and a couple of units that are a bit faster, but you don't move them faster because then they're just standing there with nothing, no support. So I kind of have to slowly inch my way forward, getting shot at until I'm in charge range. Mm -hmm. But because he's got an elite army and I have lots of dudes, you can't really cover all the bases. I kind of got lucky. On one flank, I had all my fast dudes, and on then the rest of the army is just kind of sitting up looking at um, tokens. He burns his pretty early, and then I kind of slog forward, take all the hits, and then kind of roll over me because he couldn't waver or route. My little dudes didn't do much. The crystal pendant blew up and did a fair amount, I think eight. Hey. Hey. So that helped. Trolls could then finish up what it needed to do there. Boom wagon boomed. That's good to see you had some success with that bloody pendant. Yes, there was a little bit of success. So <laughs> it wasn't a complete waste. It's about 25 points worth of success there. <laughs> Minces didn't do a whole lot. Uh, the mob didn't do a whole lot. It was a slasher. MVP slasher getting in there, helping out, chewing foes up. My catapult was strangely accurate in this game. I think half, if not two-thirds of the shots landed, which helped a lot. Wow. Uh, but poor Matt just couldn't take off what he needed to take off, and I did. So that ended up being a 15-6 win for me. That was a good game. And I was also glad that the uh, round was over. It was very uh, accommodating, like because uh, you could see I wasn't too crash hot, so he gave me some leeway, like needed to take some breaks and offered water very gentlemanly opponent was that the game that you did 48 wounds to the dracon no that's this game coming up round five ransack oh spoilers <laughs> so as you just mentioned there were dracons yes i was playing another elves <laughs> it's four elves uh, i feel like elves in my bane like they just fly everywhere and shoot everything and i can't catch them so i just got to suck it up and then hope you say that but aren't you on Three out of three at this point against elves? Goblin luck. <laughs> My catapult. I think it landed every single time. Sounds like bollocks to me. It sounds like you're just owning elves left and right. <laughs> it's like two catapults onto his chariot, uh, 11 damage or something in total, and take it off. Just You couldn't stop my catapult. I think the biggest thing here, again, goblin luck, is there was a, a juicy center. I, I don't have the speed, so I kind of inching my way forward into the center, hoping I can kind of survive a charge he hit grogger's goons with another dragon fella uh the big tree dude and dragon riders 26 damage onto my goons double one <laughs> so then i regen 12 of that damage back and my mincer mob was staring at the flank of his dragons because he double one and i was able to eat them with the 48 damage combined charge and did not double one so <laughs> yay me he had a painful wizard that was Alchemist cursed and everything, couldn't take off my giant, was trying real hard, uh, but just didn't succeed there. And then, yeah, he kind of crumbled because of that double one, and I took the majority of the tokens. So I really feel for you about this awful luck of having to play four elves. Mm. I mean, you lost to a non-elf opponent and then proceeded to beat all four elves, so it must have been really, really (laughs) tough for you, bro. It's the luck. (laughs) It's all the luck. You don't believe it. No, I do believe you. I literally, I can't move because... My dudes don't move, so I'm just walking forward slowly, hoping for the best, and then the best happens, and then I win. (laughs) 
So that was a 16.5 my way. I'm sorry, Craig. Uh, Craig S. I've got written down here. No, Craig Smelly. There we go. Yeah, actual name. No, didn't make that up. Fantastic opponent. And then round six, last game, we had Andrew Goodman. Played him a couple of times. And then this is where my luck run out and everything was against me. So he's running Abyssal Dwarfs. Three hordes of Slave Orcs, two hordes of Grotesques, two Mortars, Rock Dudes, and half-breed characters with Basusu. So all the, all the stuff that you'd think is good because it is but because his army was so wide with the hordes everywhere and he could out punch me there was literally nothing i could do but try and force my way through sounds a lot like your chaos dwarf armor you're describing there (laughs) i like really fast stuff i take all the fast things oh okay i'm a snake yeah i have like a a regiment of orcs or maybe a troop or two and then just all the fast things I talked the super best friends, all the living legends. What are you talking about? It's like a thousand Ooh, words of living triggered, legends. Triggered. <laughs> triggered. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he. Um, there's nothing I could do here. I just tried to conserve points at the end because I, I had do a few wounds. He'd reach them back or heal them with his ironcaster if they were stone fellers, and I just couldn't convert. And then I lost. <laughs> um, 318 his way for my final round. Ooh. And you're coming something like 8th or ninth at this point, so this was... Yeah, it's pretty high up. Real potential to podium. I mean, you would have been, even with a win, I would have said quite lucky to get third place or what have you, but, but you never mm, know. Like yeah. You're in there with a chance if you if you manage to nuke this uh, player with a far superior army. And also... Particularly if you go back to round one, that could have uh, given you an extra seven points. Uh, round two against Jeff, yeah. Round two, sorry. Mm. If only he was playing elves, that would have been way easier. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he wouldn't have so much stuff then, and I might have had a chance. Well, exactly. But with control, you kind of have to get into the other side, but if he just runs up because he gets the first turn, then I can't get past the yeah. center line, and I just get eaten. First turn on quite a lot of those missions are really tricky, because even though it's nice to have the last turn to knock off objectives if it's really close, mm. having that first turn to move up and like effectively move the center line you know, 10 or 12 inches further forward in terms of how the distance between the two armies you're in this position where all of a sudden you can either move everyone up and then give them the charge like across the board, which is devastating in Kings of War, or you can continue to sort of, you know, bait and switch and move about. But then, you know, again, the center line is already effectively so much further up the board that you're really pushing shit uphill. In yeah. Some cases, yep. Depending on the matchup, of course. So that was my day two, two wins and a loss. Hmm. I would definitely change a couple of things about my army unless pints are involved. <laughs> but I love <laughs> I love that Minsa mob. I'd like to get another one. I just just the visual of that um, unit as well. Like Andrew was saying, it it's really intimidating to look at, and so you kind of it gets focused a lot. And it's got big shield, but it's hard to hide a height three thing when you've got an army of infantry from getting shot in a flank. And then it's defense four, and it's only got fourteen sixteen nerve, so it disappears pretty quick. But it looks cool. Uh, so yeah, I'd like to take two of them. Yeah, I wonder if anyone's ever taken modeled that as just a parade float with heaps of goblins on it. Just like swanning around with <laughs> umbrellas or something. Very mincy. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's good. So uh, I'm sorry. I know you'd like to change your army, but I've told you time and time again, Benson, you're just not allowed to take multiple crystal pendants, man. Like, it's just not That's allowed. True. Yeah. I'm sorry. It should be allowed. I mean, I, I just got to take some more boom uh, blast goblin blasters, boom wagons, because I only had the one. I think that was my downfall. Hmm. If I, another two, three, three max. So, a crystal pendant. given that you're the expert, <laughs> would you recommend if I was to change my army to reduce the number of assassins just for just for uh, you know variety? Would do you think one assassin crystal pendant worthwhile? Uh, yeah, be pretty funny. Done. 
I think that's, that's pretty worthwhile just to see that happen. Watch out, Clash of Kings 2020. Yeah, you could also ally in another army that has assassins and get another one in there. I'd recommend that. That's a good idea, but non-rat armies, I don't know, they just me the wrong way. Like, they're all... <laughs> They're all tailless and like, you know, full of courage and all those other despicable things. So I'm going to stick with the, with the Ratkin for now, I guess. Unless, of course, someone shows me some sweet centaur assassin models. Then I might change my mm. mind. Yeah, that would look weird. <laughs> the stealthy clippity club. Yeah, they, they, they seem like more like allies for the elf dwarves. Mm, yes. Aren't we going yeah. to Cloud Giants, though? No, I'm, I'm collecting elf dwarves after you've finished ah, the Cloud Giants. Ah, okay, right, sure. Okay, so what was the the uh, the telly? Where did everyone the, place? The final telly. Do, do you want me to just whip through it? Sure, whip it. All right. Uh, so, in tenth place, we've got Hugh and his Ratkins Woo! with a, a win draw loss. Win, fifty-two win, places draw. higher than last year. Good yeah. job. <laughs> so that, that's right. There was fifty-two entrants that ended up playing all of the games, and down in thirteenth space, that's myself with the elves with a loss win loss win win draw, and then Benson at seventeenth. Controversial after the Tracy. Uh... Oh, we didn't know about that until just recently, though. So no, that's okay. Yeah. I wanted to make sure I was above you anyway. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Benson and his uh, goblins that uh, really don't like elves. Seventeenth uh, with a win-loss draw, win-win-loss, and then we slide down a little bit to Spoon there at thirty-ninth with his loss-loss, win-loss, win-loss, playing his abyssals. So um, yeah, tenth, thirteenth, seventeenth, and thirty-ninth. Yeah, that was okay. Pretty good in that heat. Given, yeah. Given our um, pretty mediocre performance day one, I think like collectively we really came back hard day two. And who knows, maybe with one less double one, Spoon might have been able to as well. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe. sometimes shit happens. Okay, have we got anything else that we need to cover? Are we doing any other events that are coming up shortly? Um, Spoon's got um, a Blood Bowl tournament in Ballarat. Ah, yes, I was thinking about attending that one too. That one sounds interesting. That's at the end of February. Yeah, I'm going to that. I've okay. already entered. Oh, okay. Better get my A into G and sign up then. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a small tournament in March. Uh, just another MiteCon over at House of War. Slightly different. Yep, it is slightly different. It's uh, 1995 points, I think. Yeah. That's okay, right. so limiting the duplicates. So you can only take max of two instead of three. Yeah. That's it. Only two mm. assassins? No, I don't know about that. Yeah, it's not worth it then. Mm. Does that mean like two regiments, but if you take like a regiment and a horde, is that two different units? Uh, no, it's, it's just the monsters, um, war machines and heroes that you can't duplicate. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, I think we shouldn't look too far ahead after that. So yeah, we've got those two events coming up. Okay, that was Clash of Kings Australia 2019. Uh, definitely will be back as long as Matt's going to run it. He likes to take care of me. I thank him for that. Um, <laughs> and I guess we'll see you soon. All right, thanks for having me, gentlemen. See you next time. See you, guys. Bye. Yeah, direct misfire blowing up the game. Talking many war games is our aim. Rule books to advice, we cover it all. With the best tactics, we never fall. Bend some spoon and sell liquor in the mix. Math hammer doesn't work, it's a trick. Follow along, stay up to date. Comment, like, subscribe today. Come check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Direct Misfire. If you want to shoot us an email, directmisfire at gmail.com. Well, I don't know how you're going to edit that clusterfuck at the end there into something that makes sense, but good luck.